Welcome back to Shep and DeGroot. We have DeGroot back this week. Thanks a lot to Andy for stopping in last week. And this week we're going to talk about week 13 and go over some college football. Yeah. Um, where do we start? I think we've got to start probably with the worst conditions game. I think we should start with the Patriots-Bills. A lot of people thought it was going to be the best game of the week. kind of was, but at the same time it really wasn't. 30-mile-an-hour wins. Going one way, you could probably make a 60-yard field goal. Going the other, you probably couldn't even make 30. I mean, you saw yesterday Tyler Bass. It was was there? It was like a 33-yard attempt. It was going – usually that goes straight down the middle, and you're thinking, all right, he's clutch, whatever, move on. But it just, it just carried right. There was just nothing you can do with that. And then the first kickoff, I mean, it went, what, to the 10th row? That might have been that, – that was a field goal. <laughs> That was, I mean, that was probably 80 to 90 yards from a kickoff, which you don't even see anymore in the NFL. So that game, Patriots, they go to 9-4 and four, atop of the AFC. They win 14-10 to 10 versus the Bills. Truly, I think this was just a really good – I think the weather played paid really good for the Patriots. They got the – Max Jones threw the ball three times. And, you know, a quarterback that's thrown the ball three times, you think they're hurt or they lost. For somehow – he wasn't hurt, and they won. I think they were just playing safe. There's no reason to throw the ball when you know you have the quality of the Patriots of what they have in the run game and their offensive line. Yeah, I think it was just the Patriots. I mean, Damian Harris and Rahamdre Stevenson, they both took the load. It's funny enough, Mac Jones, he still probably is favored in the rookie of the year, but if there was another quarterback this year that was playing very well – this game would have hurt him, and it really wouldn't have been his fault. I mean, you're, it's so hard to throw in these wins, especially for a rookie quarterback. They just didn't want to put him through it, and it didn't end up mattering because they ended up winning. I mean, overall, going back to that rookie statement, realistically, there's no one who can compete with him because just because of – Well, Jamar Chase, yes, but I'm going to go into QB-wise because obviously QBs are always favored in this idea is that Trevor Lawrence is on a Jaguars team that's nobody knows where they are anymore. They they win one game and then they lose like seven. You know you never know with them. And yeah. then, I mean they had that one winning season. I think that was their only winning season what was well, that yeah, season? Like two thousand seventeen yeah, when they went they, to uh, Yeah, when they lost in the AC championship to the Patriots. Yeah, I, that was probably their first winning season, only winning season of last decade. Blake Bortles man, you know you miss him. No but, you don't miss him. No, no one misses him. That was so funny. He was good for like one season, and then after that, his name went off the earth again. Yeah. Apparently, what was he, like the fourth pick overall when they drafted him, thinking, we have our guy, we got it, we have the guy for the next decade, and then you traded him to – they didn't even trade him. They just cut him straight up. Yeah. And now he's now he's a man who is lost all of his hair and is on the Broncos practice squad. Yeah, well, Fields, he hasn't been doing that well. He's hurt right now. Lance isn't even playing. Zach Wilson, he was hurt. I, I think right now, I think Jamar Chase is, is second. I think Mac Jones will easily win Rookie of the Year. But I think talking about Jamar Chase, the Bengals and Chargers, a battle of two teams that both are looking for playoff spots, it, and they're both two of the most streaky teams in the league. It ends with the Chargers dominating 41-22 to win, where Justin Herbert – and the Chargers played an excellent game. I think with the Chargers is that they nearly blew it. They so nearly blew yeah. it. 
24 to 0, and then. 20, 24 the, to 2. 22. Did they. I think Chargers. Did they score a touchdown? Then they got the score and scoop. I think it's. Yeah. Well, I think it was a field goal. And then. I don't actually know, but either way, that scoop and score pretty much changed the entire game. Plus, Joe Burrow was playing with an injury to his hand, so. Yeah. I, that second half, that and was a massive. That was a massive blow. Was Mixon getting hurt and Joe Burrow also playing through injury. I think that I mean Chargers are one of those teams where they'll, they'll go, they'll be a team like the Bengals, and they're like, oh, they are really good. They're one game out of the division. They're going to be an obvious playoff team, and then you know what's going to happen. They're going to go play a team that everyone expects them to beat, and they'll get and they'll lose again, like they did to the Broncos. I think they'll still make the playoffs. I think Chargers still very easily can make the playoffs. I mean, I don't know the the, the whole. AFC is so close. Every team is at seven wins. It's it's so yeah. jammed. And winning these games for the Chargers, it helps them. Because let's say down the road, the Bengals, they are a wild card team. Let's say they're the seventh seed. And the Chargers have this tiebreaker. They would go in the playoffs over them. And for the Bengals, again, Mixon and Burrow, both injuries. They weren't, like, bad injuries. They still played the game. But for the Bengals, it's another one of these... They're such, such an up-and-down season. They win a game, then they lose a game, then they win two, then they lose two. It's just everything for the Bengals have been so odd this year, They and it's just very inconsistent. I think that's the AFC as a whole. Nobody's consistent, and I think we should start branching that into the main game we want to talk about is Ravens versus Steelers. I could talk all day about this one. I mean, Ravens truly might have the worst line in the league. They are the most injured team in the league. And I know a lot of people are like, why would you go for two? It's a 19, it would be 20 to 20, you go to overtime, you're the away team. The Ravens didn't have enough corners to fill the field. Marlon Humphrey, their all-pro corner, he's out for the season with a torn pick. Already have Marcus Peters out. For them, it has been such a terrible injury-led season. And yet, they're still 8-4. and four. I mean, I don't think... People will say the Ravens aren't doing well, but considering what they've been given and what they've had to deal with, eight and four is perfect for them. And this is the thing with them. They easily could be four and eight. They also, if they would have beat the Raiders and they would and the ball would have thrown three inches inside to Mark Andrews on the two point, they would be ten and two. And the Ravens are literally the worst they have the worst of line and they're so injured. Like I, I was thinking about this today. I was like I don't. I can't name a single player on the Patriots who's had an injury. Who's like I, I can't think think of anyone that's out for the year. The Ravens have probably the most starters out on injury reserve this year, and it's just it's killer for them. That that really is all you can say about it. The Ravens are just injury riddled beyond belief. But really, I think I want to talk about the Steelers in a sense. Because you have to give them credit for still fighting. I mean, they started 1-3. They're now 6-5-1. and one. The Steelers are really confusing to me because there is talent there. There is definitely talent there. 100%. But then you also have the old talent, Ben Roethlisberger, which Oof. he's retiring now, right? Yeah. Well, maybe not retiring, but he's leaving the Steelers, which I, I, I doubt he would get signed by another, another team. I, I think for the Steelers... It's a huge win, because if they lost that game, I don't think they could make the playoffs. It's a huge win, but for them, it's still not very convincing. I think a Ravens team that didn't have that many injuries would have blown the Steelers out the water. 
Uh, we, we've already touched on this. I don't think that Ben Roethlisberger can get the Steelers anywhere. He's not the same quarterback he was. I mean, overall, you can say the same thing about most games that the Ravens have played, that if they did have a healthy lineup, they would have blown them out. But well, It depends on the game. I mean, I personally think the Ravens, they're 8-4. They're and four. They truly could be 4-8. and eight. And they also could be 10-2. and two. The whole issue with the Ravens this year has been these injuries, and then Lamar, is, Lamar has to do everything. When your quarterback is having to play Superman 24-7, you're going to have things where he thinks he can make a throw in the back of the end zone on the first play of the drive, and he th- first, first drive of the game when he throws an interception up to make a Fitzpatrick. But you're also going to have things where he's running around the pocket 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage, just chucks the ball up, and then Mark Andrews for a touchdown. Like, that's, that is truly just a whole problem with the Ravens is that there continues to be that reliance on the Superman incredible beyond belief, beyond reason in reality from Lamar. I think there, that pressure needs to be let up on him because... Well, you, what, do you, what do you want to do? He, they have the worst line in the league. Seriously, six sacks for the Steelers. If that wasn't Lamar Jackson, that might have been 12 sacks. It's it for the whole issue with the Ravens is that these injuries are derailing their season, and I really wouldn't be surprised if they go eight and nine or nine and eight end the year. And I hate saying that, but for the Ravens right now, they need to start. They need to start getting some semblance of playing because again, they don't have their whole team. They haven't had a lot of a lot of it for the whole year. But as these injuries just keep racking up, they need to start figuring things out because you can't be scoring sixteen points. As an average of 16 points in your last four games to be winning games, you're not going to win in the playoffs. I think overall, they'll. I think Ravens will get it under control. I think they'll be fine going towards the end of the season. I hope so. And I think the next game we probably should talk about would be probably the worst game on paper, but then the Rams were on a three-game losing streak. Rams beating the Jags. We already touched on Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he has the worst. He's got to have the worst scenario. I don't understand. I under, I understand that teams they want to try things out. Their head coach wasn't working, but why do you pair a rookie quarterback with a rookie head coach? What what benefit does that give you? And I understand they have two wins. They aren't going to go. They actually won a game this year. They won one in London. They won one in America. But for the Jags, it's just it's hard. And then the Rams, they finally get back on track and they finally get a win, I think a game that a lot of people thought was an insta-win, but the Rams had also been, they, they were on a three-game losing streak. I mean, look, there's nothing you can say about the Jaguars. They're not good enough, and this season is just a, another season of tanking and whatever and moving on towards trying to find what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. But Rams, they, I think now this will be a major role in what they're going to go towards the future. I think this is now... They're realizing finally to gel together, and now they have that confidence. I, mean, I don't. I don't know if you would. I think you could say they have that confidence, but I don't think you can count the Jags as a real opponent. Now, I mean, I, yes, but at the same time, mentality is everything going into February. That's what I think the Rams could care less about what they do in the regular season. What they'll want is going into January and then February. Yeah, and I think a team that a lot of people thought were out of it early in the season. I think the Reds, the football team. Sorry about that. They've started to figure things out. They've started to gel. I think Heineke is finally, he's starting to play a lot better. He's been what they've needed at quarterback. And 
they go and they beat a Raiders team and they take they they're on the wild card right now. I mean, it's a it's a normal routine win for Washington, isn't it? Just get the simple done game winning field goal by Brian Johnson. He was signed four days earlier, and was cut by the Saints earlier in the season. But it's it's the it's all you need, and the question has to be asked: Is Taylor Heineke going to be the man going forward? I think he's got to be. I think, especially how the football team has been playing down the line, I think he's proven that he's the guy. We all saw what happened in the in the NFC uh, wild card game versus the the Bucks. That was the best. They they somehow played the closest game versus the Chiefs. Now I think the Chiefs wasn't Bucks. Oh yeah, yeah, Bucks. Yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, the that was really interesting. I think Heineke has proven that he's the guy there. Now I think another team that really has everyone wondering what's going on is, well, first off, I think we got to give a congratulations to the Lions. It took them 364 days. They finally got a win. You know, congratulations to Dan Campbell and Jared Goff, but. It's one win. It's not going to right a ship. It, for But for the Vikings, it's a killer loss. They were in a wild card position. They are 5-7, and seven, and they go play the Steelers on Thursday night. But the Lions, they got their first win. Well, what do you think about that one? I want to mainly talk about the Vikings, but first I just want to touch on the fact that I don't think I've ever been happier to see a, a, a man win a game. Yeah, that was, that was the sh- – that entire – Reaction would have been someone winning the Super Bowl, and they got their first win. It was crazy. I mean, just overall congratulations to Detroit. You finally have something to smile about and not, you know, get ripped away from the claws of defeat time after time after time after time after time. Anyways, Vikings. What happened? Uh, well, to sum it up, basically. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings, they lose on a last-second play. For them, every single game this year is the pinnacle of a heartbreaker. They either lose a game or they win a game always by a small margin. I think for them, I think this is the worst loss they're going to have all year, and I think this probably will kill their playoff hopes unless they can get on a run and they can start beating teams. Because when you're playing against the Lions, I understand that the Lions probably should not have had no wins coming into Week 13, but I think... For the Vikings, it's kind of you got to win these games. It, to be a team that's going to make the playoffs, does not matter how much talent you have, you have to win these types of games. And I think for the Vikings and Kirk Cousins, just, it just didn't happen. Would you would you say that their season's over? No. Or? I think their season's over if they lose versus the Steelers. But I think it, ten and seven, right now the wild card is six and six. It's all open. If it was the AFC, I'd agree. I'd say they're out of it hundred percent. But Right now, I think that they easily could get back in if they can end up going 9-8. and eight. But they're going to have to win a lot of games. They're going to have to beat teams. And they're not going to be able to lose to guys like the Lions. Now, speaking of teams that are like the Lions, the, the Colts and Texans play this week, and it really was... The... Just, just Colts. I think Colts are... They're definitely chasing the dream of... They might be, they might be the best team not in the playoffs right now. I think 7-6... and six, they have played a lot of close games. Texans, I, think, I think it's realistic that they make the playoffs. I don't think it's without a question that they that they have a playoff quality team. It's just I agree, but the issue for them is they're seven and six, 
and they really are going to have to win out. The good thing for them, though, is that they have clicked, they've figured it out, and it seems like they're playing much better. And for the Texans, Tyron Taylor goes down, Davis Mills comes back in. There's, I mean, there is no hope for the Texans in that game. I, even when Tyron Taylor is playing, there was just no hope at all. Yeah, the the Colts, they're... They win thirty-one to, to zero. I think the Colts are the better team on paper. I think the Texans might actually be the worst team in the league, only for the fact that they don't really have a quarterback play. I understand they won; they've won two games this year. I just think for them, they're they're just not good. I think if, with Tyrod Taylor being out, I think it's the season's over for them. They're not going to win another game, and for them, it's really going to be tanking. Really, it is just Texans. You're starting from the ground up. There's no real sense of what's next, but Texans are out of it. I, I agree with you. I think that until they find a stable quarterback, they're not going to win any games. And I think a team that probably doesn't have a quarterback either right now would be the Saints as they lost on Thursday night football to the Cowboys. Saints, they played Taysom Hill. He did have an injury with his hand, which is why he pretty much was running the entire second half. They end up falling short versus the Cowboys, twenty-seven to seventeen. I think honestly, it was it was a game that Dallas needed to win, and I think for the Saints, it's just a, it's just another loss to a season that I mean, had on, so much promise at the start. Of the I year. mean, they're on a five-game losing streak. I think the loss of Jamison Winston is why they're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think that Sean Payton can be on the hot seat. I think the quarterback he's playing with Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill is not. Like a crazy thing. I it's think, not the end of the world. It's I, not the end of the world of Saints fans. It's kind of just you take the the L and take the season on the chin and you go and you go into all right, we have a higher draft pick this year. Let's draft a playmaker or something to give us some hope. Yeah, a team that I think lost a lot of hope this week though was the forty ers I mean, they were six and five. They were coming off of three huge wins. And then they go play the, Se- the Seahawks, and they lose. And I think this, that was kind of one of those games where, for this team, if they could have gone to 7-5 and five in the NFC, that would be such an amazing position with the fact that the Rams are going to obviously make the playoffs as a wild card because the Cardinals are already 10-2. and two. And for them, if they were 7-5, and five, it would leave that one wild card spot to catch them. But now they're 6-6, six and six and they're back to the 7th seed. And that's the whole thing with the NFC playoff picture is that it's so jammed. All these teams all have mid records, going 500, and it's going to be so hard to judge who's going to end up coming up on top, and then who's going to end up making the playoffs. I think 49ers, they're 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 playing with fire. I mean, they they better thank Dan Campbell for losing, for lose, not losing. I mean, for winning against the Vikings because they very realistically shouldn't be a playoff spot at this point because... I think the Niners should be. I don't think the Vikings should make it. I think the Niners easily could be in the playoffs. I think they have the roster. I think that Debo Samuel was a huge loss, and I think... They also have the coaching. It's not, They have everything right there. It's just, can they finish it off? Yeah. Talking of a team that did finish it off in the Super Bowl last year, uh, Bucks go to 9-3. and three. They beat a Falcons team that was actually... They were almost in the wild card spot, and I kind of thought that the Falcons were out of the seat, out of it, the start of the season. But the Bucks handily win thirty to seventeen. Another 
Matt Ryan, okay, not very great game, as the Bucks pretty much just go by the Falcons. I think with the Falcons, you're going to want to draft a new QB in the offseason. I think Matt Ryan's time is done. I think they got to wait another year. This this class is not loaded with anything. I think really there's not a lot of quarterback depth, and I think that's that, and that's the issue with these teams like the Texans and stuff is that their future quarterback might not lie in this draft. He might lie in the next draft, and that's another whole year of not being great. And you know it's it's hard for these teams because they're not really gonna be able to succeed very much. I mean, realistically, it's the uh, pray that Bryce Young of Alabama becomes eligible, which he'll be eligible next year. I think. I mean, Bryce Young. Yeah. He's probably best. Not he's the best quarterback in the country in college football. Easily as they go, and I think a lot of people were surprised with this. They go and destroy an Alabama. Uh, the Alabama goes and destroys Georgia, forty-one to twenty-two. And I think Georgia is a little bit of a fraud. I think Alabama, they have a good chance. And college football, you got Alabama versus Cincinnati, and you have Michigan versus Georgia. I think it's going to be a good, a good matchup. It's I think that Georgia, they kind of. They showed that they have a weakness. Spencer Bennett isn't for real. Their defense wasn't as amazing as everyone thought it was. I think when they play against the division, the teams that they played, it helps them out. And I think Alabama, they are going to go and play Cincinnati, a team that a lot of people thought shouldn't be in the playoffs, but they made it in, and it's time for them to shine and see what they can do. Well, since we're now talking about college football, um, I actually do want to touch on the whole Cincinnati thing. Okay. Um, to people who think that they shouldn't be there because, oh, they've played weaker opponents, oh, they haven't done amazing against weaker opponents, when you're at the record they are, you deserve to be there. If you can win every single game, you deserve to be in the playoffs. I think they do play down to their competition, yes, but I don't think they're going to also destroy people as the Alabamas would. It'll be actually interesting to see how they play there. I do think Alabama will probably win, but I think it's, I, it's really a true shot for them because a lot of people thought they shouldn't be in the whole year, and it, if they can somehow pull off the upset, I think that I think they'll gonna, make it close. I, I agree. I think it'll be prob. I think it'll be either like I think, hmm, I think in forty-two to twenty-eight, Alabama, and then I think that Michigan will probably beat Georgia. I think that. It will be a low-scoring game. I think it'll probably be like a, I don't know, like twenty-four to fourteen game. And I think Alabama and Michigan. I think Michigan might. You never know with Michigan, but I think they probably could actually beat Alabama. I, I, I think Alabama is still unstoppable. Nick Saban will forever dominate whoever he plays. He'll he'll play them to a T. Truly is interesting for Alabama. The week prior to the SEC championship game. They almost lost to, to Auburn, and then and which they could have been looking in. They, they wouldn't even be in it at that point. They wouldn't be in it, but if they if they lost once, but Oklahoma State, they well they they choked first Baylor. I, I think even if Alabama lost to Auburn, and they had two losses, and then they went and they beat Georgia, I think they still would be put in. Yeah, but I I think for college football it's. We got our final four. 
they put Cincinnati in. I think they kind of had to. I'm not against it. I think it'll be interesting, and I think I think they couldn't turn down an undefeated team. You can't just say, "Oh, you might you're undefeated." Doesn't matter. We're gonna put in a bigger name because TV ratings. Yeah. And then speaking on another team that was undefeated, I think Georgia has truly. I don't know what what they're gonna do. I think they are they're fakers. I think that. Everyone... I think Georgia are actually good. It's just the problem is the biggest part in the QB position isn't good enough. Yeah, I've never understood why. Georgia has never really gotten a lead quarterback prospect. Then they have Justin Fields. They, yeah, then they, they bench Justin so Fields and they thought. Had, the year that they lost to Alabama in the national championship game, where Jake Fromm led them all the way there, Jake Fromm was the starter and Fields was the backup. But then after Fromm didn't declare for the draft, he Fields transferred to Ohio State because he didn't want to sit behind Fields for two years. I think for them, like, if they could get a, an amazing quarterback prospect, a guy like Bryce Young, they'd be so good. But right now, I don't know if they're going to do anything. I think that the estimated best team in the country might not even win a, versus Michigan this week. Or we'll, and then a team that we probably should talk about is the Chiefs. And again, every single time we talk about the Chiefs, we always hate talking about the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, but all everybody we, does. Everybody does. All we want is the Chiefs to not make the playoffs, and we were but so it, close. We were so close, but now they're 8-4. But here's the problem. Andy Reid will find a way. He will always find a way to dig himself out of the situation, and which he did, and that's great, actually. That's fantastic to them. Everybody else, no, we don't want it to happen. But this is, this is the NFL. It, it is funny how everyone is kind of – Everyone, how everyone hated the Patriots, and we're like, we hate the Patriots to succeed. Now it's kind of shifted to the Chiefs, and then after one year, Patriots are all the way back in the team that is just the best team in the AFC, and it's it's crazy how well of a coach Bill Belichick is, and how well of an organization the Patriots run. I hate the Patriots. I know that Tom Brady has and the Patriots' success has ruined the Patriots for everybody. But you gotta give the Patriots. You have so to give much them credit. credit. I mean, they they drafted Mac Jones, who people thought it was 50-50 if he was gonna do well in the NFL. But he he was always gonna do well in the NFL. I mean, he was the most NFL ready. If you gave him a decent roster around him, he would he would thrive. In which he's proved that to a T. Yeah, I mean, especially Bill Belichick. He does so much, and he helps him so much. And that's why they're nine and four. That's why they're the best team in the AFC. And I think for they, for them, it's just they keep winning games. And I understand the conditions really did help them a little bit. I think, but for the Patriots, they're they're gonna probably be either the one or the two seed, depending on how the Chiefs play. And I no, think no matter what, they're winning their division. Yeah, I, I think Buffalo's it, blown it. They've blown it completely. Yeah, and I think the team that's easily going to be the first seed in, in the NFC. Unless something crazy happens, is the Cardinals who they pretty much steamed by the Bears, thirty-two to twenty-two, or thirty-three to twenty-two. I don't think that a lot of people thought that was going to be an upset. I think the Cardinals are just significantly better. They get Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back this week. They're kind of back to full strength, and again for them, it's going to be a cruise all the way to the playoffs for them. I mean, towards the end of the year, they might even be able to play Colt McCoy again because it's just. 
they, they just continue to win. It's just a win, 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 win. Even without their starters, they just win. Yeah, and I think the Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy show, like, you, you might be seeing some more of that some way through the year. And I think we probably should talk about uh, Gardner Minshew as he, I know they play the Jets, but pretty convincing win to put the Eagles at 6-7 and seven and half a game out of the, the wild card. I, mm, will they do well? Do, do they have it in them? Is it, Minch, is it Minshew Mania in Philly? Ugh, I can't stand Minshew Mania. It, that a, was a great look, game for him. It was good, but it, it's also the, it's, it's the Jets. Their whole schedule the rest of the year is their division. But it's the Jets. I know. I, I think the Jets, it's always a lackluster for them. And I think another team that's always, it's always a lackluster is, is the Giants, as they fall 20-9 to nine to the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are... Dolphins are making a push. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're genuinely trying. I don't know if they'll have enough. They're pretty much going to have to win out the entire way. They're going to have to go 10-7, and seven, I think, to make it, in, in, with how tight this is. But I think they can do it. I genuinely believe they can do it. If Tua stays healthy, they'll. I think they'll pull it off. I mean, I think Brian Flores easily has proven why he's not. He shouldn't be on the hot seat. I think only three coaches should be on the hot seat. Who are Who are those? I I think that we easily should have Nagy and Matt Zimmer. Na- yeah, Nagy and Zimmer. If they're not gone by the end of the year, I'll be surprised. I'm surprised that Matt Nagy. Was yeah, fired he, earlier, and I'm surprised that Mike Zimmer hasn't been fired yet. Losing, I understand that they're still sort of in a playoff position, so they probably don't want to replace their coach. But I, th- I think for them, that's just a a killer. And I think another guy that is was on the hot seat was Pete Carroll. I think this win probably takes him off it. And I, but I think that David Culley, he, he he, I just don't know why they hired him as a Texans coach. I don't see any success. Wasn't he the? Wasn't he just a quarterbacks coach for the Ravens? Yeah. And and was quote unquote the reason why Lamar couldn't throw. Throw. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that was the most suspect signing I've ever seen for that. And I think. For, I think that was just a sign from the beginning that Texans were like, "All right, we're tanking. Doesn't matter anymore." Yeah, and I think for them, it just. I I, I don't think he can get fired this year. I don't think that any. Rookie coach should ever be fired after their first year, unless they pull an 0 17 like Hugh Jackson would have. So I, th- I think he next year is on the hot seat. I think that even though the Lions are 10 or 0 or 1 10 and 1, I don't think you can take you can't get rid of Dan Campbell. The reaction that they had that that Dan Campbell had that that entire team had to winning that game proves. That Why? they want to work under him. And I, I mean, I agree. I think that's. it doesn't even matter that they won one game this year. If they go and have one win this year, I think it'll be a lot better for them. I think for everything that they're building in Detroit, it might not look pretty right now, but I think easily it will. At some point, it'll start to flip, and I think Dan Campbell is easily a good coach to do, to, for that job. Dan Campbell is going to be the man who starts the Lions renaissance in a sense. Yeah, I mean, Dan Campbell is... It is funny. But since we're basically towards the end, one final question. Do you think Urban Meyer will lead the Jaguars through their rebuild? I think that they can't go to another rookie quarterback until you give Lawrence another year, but I also don't know. I, I think that no, he... Lawrence is going to develop. There's no way Lawrence doesn't develop. Yeah, but I don't think he can be the guy there. I think that I didn't put him on the list because... 
I don't think he's truly on the hot seat right now. Because I still see that they have some potential. The Texans just, they, they don't have any potential. They've never had potential. And I understand that Deshaun Watson has this whole allegation stuff going along. If they had Deshaun Watson at quarterback, they might be doing a lot better. But for them, I, They would be around the same. They would probably have, like, what, two more wins? I don't know. I, I think Deshaun Watson easily could give them maybe a five. Maybe maybe five and seven. You never know. Well, as I referenced to earlier, we are basically at the end. So you want to do the outro as per usual? Of course. Signing out for this episode, Shep. I'm DeGroote. And I'm Shep. See ya.